Welcome to the Tech Sales Show, where we are dedicated to making you a better tech seller, sharing tried and true sales strategies and answering your questions weekly. Hey, hey, Bobby. What's up, Brian? We are wrapping up series 14. This is just a quick two-part series. It's all about how to receive and how to give feedback. This is a favorite one of ours, a subject we always like to talk about. And we covered last week all about how to best receive feedback. We thought today we'd cover how to give feedback. There is a bit of an art and science to it. Um, I think some people uh, say that they're wonderful at giving feedback, and some people are honest and say that it's challenging to give feedback. I think we'd all agree that it is a it is a gift. And again, we're kind of assuming that intentions are pure here um, as we're both receiving and giving feedback. Um, so, so again, let's let's jump into it, Bobby. We we've got eight points to consider here as you uh, give feedback, and uh, let's let's kind of cover the high level topics, and then let's jump into each one of them specifically. Let's do it. First one is to check your motives. The second is to be timely. Third is to make it regular. Fourth is big picture, big picture focused, but having kind of a micro view of things as well. Fifth is uh, don't be too critical or focus too heavily on the negative. Sixth is be prepared for the conversation. Seventh is use I statements. So use it from your perspective. And then eighth and finally, and then we'll kind of talk through some scenarios here, uh, is to limit your focus. So Bobby, let's, uh, yeah, let's jump right into it. One thing that I just thought of, Brian, and, and we're trying to continue to flood you guys with artifacts and things like that. Uh, I'll take ownership on creating a, a one-pager, which is a cheat sheet from both last week and this week. Uh, on on how to receive and give feedback so these bullets if you're driving you don't have to take notes this sounds like a lot of content it's really not that bad but uh we'll we'll give you these bullets in a one pager that you guys can download from our tools page www.techcellshow.com slash tools uh, it'll be out there uh by the time this thing airs on the interwebs excellent love it all right so first thing we'll talk about is uh checking your motives yeah and bobby you talked about on the last episode about how um, you were careful to not deliver feedback that's person-based that you want it to make it kind of scenario based here. And I think that's, I think that's important when you talk about motives here too. If, if this is uh, let's say this is a challenging person that um, it's, they're on another team, but you're let's say a senior leader uh, or just a peer to that person on another team. And that person's kind of known as being a bit of a jerk don't don't use this as an opportunity to call out their jerkness. Use this as an opportunity to call out a specific scenario or a situation that impacted that person's performance, whether that's externally, internally. But but focus in on the specific scenario and and think about the motive. Why are you trying to deliver this feedback? That's a really critical thing to be thinking about in this first scenario. Agreed. And I would say more on what's in my brain about this was I was bad at not attacking the person, I think, the, the human, the, the, the guy or the girl. And so it's more about their behaviors you're giving feedback on. It's their actions mm-hmm. you're giving feedback on. You're not, you're not saying, 
Brian, because you you're bald, you you're not good at customer meetings, right? That's a personal attack on you. It's not has anything has nothing to do with the actions that you can control as it relates to sales. So be focused on their sales actions, their their uh, the activities by which you want them to improve upon or be better at as you as you start to give this feedback. Yeah, and you you can't accomplish that by being harsh or critical or offensive or making it spur of the moment too, to where you're pissed off and, and you're in a bad mood and you, you're, you're upset by something he or she did. Um, your motives then are venting and feedback. Venting is not feedback. You said you couldn't do it. I've had a lot of people that have tried really damn hard to, uh, be that way as they gave me feedback, but yeah, it's ineffective. It's not going to, it's going to go in one ear out the other. Uh, people are going to disrespect it. And much like we talked about last week, where the uh, giver, as you receive and you don't accept, could could give up on the giving. Likewise, if you're trying to give it and you're sincere about trying to give it and the person receiving it is getting beat down, they're like, well, I'm not listening to this crap anymore. So much like someone might stop giving it because they think it's falling on deaf ears, someone might stop receiving it because you're, you're just a jerk and you're not really constructive in your criticism either. Agreed. Which Which is a good segue into the second one, which is being timely. So while doing it when you're uh, pissed off uh, right after this the scenario or the situation, uh, it's it also doesn't help the situation to come back three weeks later. So uh, the feedback here is 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 be to cl- be as close as you can to the event to address the issue rather than waiting. It's not about surprising someone. It's not about man they did it now three times in a row. So now I'm going to harken all the way back to something that happened three months ago to bring it up. And we talked about this again on the on the receiving end of it as well. You know, expect that people aren't going to be great at delivering feedback. And they, this, when they saw it happen for the fifth time, now they're ready to tell you about it. It's it's not necessarily as helpful. Now maybe something happens one time, and you're gonna you're gonna let that slide on one time because maybe there are some circumstances outside of it. But it, it, again, it's not about surprising someone. So delivering the feedback is sooner rather than later is important. That way, that person will be kind of expecting it uh, rather than something that has been festering inside of you that you just have to get off of your chest. I can't help but think about marriage at this point, right? I mean, at some point, boyfriend, girlfriend, a significant other of some sort, this probably happens more often than not where things build and build and build and then, then we have that blowout argument or the disagreement of some sort where it comes up that, you know, my example a few years back might have been you always play golf, right? But um, uh, well, I didn't know it was a problem. You didn't tell me it was a problem. You keep telling me to go play golf, but you know it, it is uh, something that will resonate with all of us that we we do at times in our in our personal lives let things build. Don't do it at work. Um, much like I've always coached people around me to catch your team doing things right when you see something going wrong, address it, address it professionally, address the action, and then move on. Uh, giving those people a chance to course correct. And the third is making it regular. But before we get into that, let's talk about our new sponsor, Bobby, Tech Sales Lab. So Tech Sales Lab is the only place with a platform and the people to help you get a career started in tech sales. And this is not for people that are just looking to get into tech sales from another industry. This is also uh, training and programs for people that are existing tech sellers and looking to up their game. It does. It covers everything from sales enablement training to one-on-one coaching. Tech Sales Lab can meet all of your individual or company needs around sales training. 
TechSales Lab is offering you, the TechSales Show listener, a way to win. Go to averagesthenemy.com and sign up for the TechSales Lab newsletter and then refer some friends that might want to get into the industry. We're not going to add them to the newsletter, but we will reach out to them and see if they are a fit for the program. Each month, Tech Sales Lab is going to give away a bunch of prizes, and when you refer people, you get double the entries for each person you refer for things like AirPods, Oculus Go, and Amazon Echoes. Yep, great uh, great prizes. It's a great program. Again, if you know anyone that wants to get into Tech Sales, they just don't know the path because there's not a degree program, right, Bobby? You can't like sign up for a degree at uh, Penn State in Technology Sales. But we all kind of know and love this industry, uh, so think of tech sales program as a way for you to up your game as an existing tech seller or as a path to get into tech sales if you're not in it today. Tech sales lab is where tech sellers are made. Great. So number three, as we mentioned, is making it regular. And this is probably a good discussion, Bobby, as a manager, you know, sometimes when we wrap up the meeting, the meeting went long, you can't give the feedback directly after that meeting to say, hey, you know, change this, improve that. This part was great. But you do want to make it somewhat regular. Bobby, as a manager, how did, how did you make it regular for the folks that worked for you? By far, it was definitely one-on-ones, but it was actively participating in their business. Um, I've had the opportunity to work for a lot of different managers, and I would say a few were really good managers who kept one-on-ones, who made the one-on-ones about me. And as I still get the chance to mentor people, I, I am shocked at how many people think the one-on-one is for their manager. Um, and not them, that it's a deal review, not a career review. And again, it's not an end of your review every every month or week or whatever the cadence is with your boss, but it is about you. It is about figuring out how to fix deals that are stuck, figuring out how to prospect when the, the pipeline's not getting full. It's your time to, to, to get better, uh, and uh, that's my soapbox. But I made it regular with my team by collecting things that I saw that were minor, uh, in a one note about each employee, and then I would recap all those uh, in a timely manner. Right, that I do those those one on ones on a weekly basis, and th- I would, if it was something big, I would set up a specific phone call or ask them for a time to chat, and then recap it in an email. I, I always saw it as my job as a as a manager of people to make the team better and to make the team more effective at what they wanted to be effective at, which should be sales. And when it's regular things like uh, checking your motive um, and things about like being timely it, that that helps that kind of get out the window right you're not having no to be concerned about you know giving some really critical feedback when you're in an, uh, in an upset mood um, so making it regular and one-on-ones is a great opportunity to do that the other piece there is if you do it during a, a regular time set like that and you have time to prepare, Another thing most managers don't do well is preparing for one-on-ones. They just kind of wing them. But if you go back and relook at those notes, some of them might have already been course corrected. You might have seen the behavior be a one, one-time thing and choose not to speak about it. Um, you might wrap it into a bigger envelope of a lot of things. But, but what I found for me was so helpful was the emotions really change um, if you're not just constantly browbeating everybody and you kind of make it regular and timely, then, then you're less emotional. And then people are also ready to hear it. The other key to that, how I made it regular, was in those meetings, I would always ask for feedback myself. So it was an open 
two-way communication. Hopefully you remember those days, Brian, but it was always like, help me get better. Now I'm going to help you get better. The next week it might have been, let me help you get better. And now would you help me get better? It it really is, um, I think you used the word disarming last week. It is disarming to open the kimono to them to give you feedback first. Indeed. Sorry, they just came in. No worries. I heard it. I tried to overcome it, but I was I was out of talking. Yeah, let me let me show. Yeah, the take your quick. time. Take your time. Hey, I'm gonna finish up then. So okay. Okay, I had two thoughts. Micromanage. Um, so I make it regular. I do it. I ask for feedback. I ask them for feedback. I give them feedback. Some weeks I make them start first and then I start second but it by collecting them and giving it to them over uh, a week a period of time some things come off my list some things uh, get wrapped into a bundle of topics to discuss blah 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 okay perfect three two one which I think is a good segue to the fourth point which is being big picture focused but also having kind of a micro mind around these things as well so we, we talked about this a bit last week, but there are will be circumstances, many circumstances to where, you know, maybe maybe they are seeking micro feedback from a specific meeting that occurred on a Tuesday. And this is next Wednesday when you've had your one on one with them. And it's not necessarily, you know, sometimes it's not some great pearl of wisdom you're going to be able to deliver that's going to be life changing for them. If, if you're managing a team with uh, polished Longtime sales executives, or you know, longtime inside sales executives, you may not have the perfect feedback to deliver them on every single meeting. It's it's not worth uh, making something up or making something big out of something that was too little. So what I love about being big picture focused with with kind of a micro mind is what are the what are the broader things that you can help this person with their career on or with their customer pursuits with. It may have nothing to do specifically with that that pursuit or with that customer meeting or with that sales call they had over the phone with a new prospect. It may have nothing to do with that meeting. Think much more big picture when you're delivering feedback. I thought a great example, one of the most challenging interview questions I had um, when I was becoming a first-time manager was, what if somebody on your team was really good at execution, but they came to the office and they smelled of... They, they smelled of sweat and they, they, you know, maybe they worked out before, maybe they just didn't shower well, or maybe they didn't wash their clothes, but what they were a top performer, Bobby, and they, then they smelled. That's like, a tough one. Oh. It's a tough one. And, and so what I, what I learned about responding to that question is the micro focus is they smell the macro focus. The big picture focus is if you want to succeed in this company, and you want to achieve these career goals that you and I have talked about, you have your executive presence has got to be high-end if you want to achieve these goals that you've laid out for yourself. So therefore, your clothes have to be pressed, your presence has to be good, and right now it's you're not there. And that's so hard to give. But you if you can turn the the feedback into a much bigger picture focused, it will make it will not not to say that you you can't minimize the fact that they're coming to the office smelling, but you're flipping it from the micro focus into the bigger picture focus. If you want to achieve these goals, 
these are the things that you need to be thinking about from a career standpoint. Yeah, I've had that, that. That just brings back so many memories. I've had that come up a couple of times, and it is extremely difficult. Normally, they have something else going on big in their life that, that's creating this problem that they have. But um, it's a tough one sometimes for them to even fix. Uh, but it's really, really tough to have that conversation for sure. But I like that point. Think big picture. Have the conversation about the quote-unquote greater good while addressing uh, the, the, the big problem at hand. And the fifth one, Bobby, is is don't be too critical or focus too heavily on the negative items. And and I don't think I'm wonderful at giving feedback. I enjoy giving feedback. I enjoy the challenge and, the, and kind of the the art and the science of giving feedback. Um, and I think this one really closely relates to the big picture focused. And whether you're whether you're delivering feedback to your teammates specifically, whether it's a peer, whether it's individual contributors on a team that's adjacent to yours, it should inspire that person to improve not make them so self-conscious and wallow in misery of feedback they received that's, uh, that was really difficult for them to, to receive. Not saying you shouldn't give hard feedback, but don't, don't focus so heavily on the negative items. And I think where this comes from, um, it, it, especially if, if you love the team that works for you or you love the peer organization that's adjacent to you, there, there's ways to give feedback and you should focus on giving feedback that really that lifts them up, that shows that you care about the big picture that is their career, and you're not just focusing in and kind of burrowing in and trying to hurt them, um, which I think some people struggle doing. They, they kind of focus in on the negative stuff, and you don't have to make it a, a feedback sandwich, uh, so to speak. You don't have to kind of pad it with a bunch of good stuff to deliver the bad stuff, but if you focus in on the career aspect of that feedback, it's going to land a lot better. The thing I'll add here for me, it was difficult. I mean, it, you're, you see yourself as a as a leader, manager. You're coaching, which means you're fixing, you're criticizing, you're giving the feedback. Um, it's easy to see the negative. It's really easy to see the negative. You expect the good from the team. You expect them to do the good. So I found often that I, it was easy to find the bad, and not the good. And so I've, I've preached that for a long, long time now. Focus on finding the good. You'll see the bad, but this this example is the one of your son or daughter brings home a report card and, and they have an F. You know the F just comes pounding off that paper. You, know, you might have five A's and an F, but that F is going to get the focus. That F is going to be the conversation. Um, and I I think you got to see the five A's. And there's going to be a few F's on on a lot of things in your career, but. Focus on the A's. Continue to focus on making more A's, and the the bad will will get fixed. It really will. Number six is prepare your comments, and this is a, this is a big one for me as I'm a planner type person. Uh, you certainly don't want to read a script. Uh, you don't want it to come off as scripted at all. But you do need to be clear about what it is you want to say. And since de- delivering feedback can be a challenge, it does help to to take a few notes to lay out a quick framework. Of, of what you want to say and how you want to say it. But in, in make it about the, again, it's, it's not about the person, it's about the actions and about how to correct the actions, especially if it's someone that you trust and you care about and you, you, you want them to stay engaged and stay involved. Focus in on the action that you want it to change and be prepared for the conversation. Take a few notes. Yeah, this is funny because this transcends really any feedback you would ever give, whether it be child, spouse, or, or worker. I, I have a, a one-on-one coming up at the flight school today with a flight instructor who 
um, has gotten under my skin a little bit and I want to be hard and tough, but what you said really kind of resonates. I, I really want him to be successful. I want him to do good for the flight school. I don't want him to leave the flight school, but I do need to address a few topics and I need to talk about those actions and be very specific about the actions that are inappropriate for any flight instructor. Um, and this transcends sales as well, but really focus on the actions and the activities you want to change or improve and not the person or the, the, the human side of it or their personality traits. Uh, and I think your feedback will be received tenfold compared to the, the person attacking comments. It, and if you're focused on the I piece, it helps the seventh one, which is using I statements. So give feedback from your perspective. I always hated it when someone would say, oh, people say this, or many people have said, and people that know me know that I joke around with that phrase, many people have said, because it's popular in the political administration right now. But you you avoid um, being indirect and, and fast and loose with other people's emotions or other people's engagements. Give the feedback from your perspective. This is what I noticed. I, you know, I was, I, I saw that when you did this, it had this kind of impact. Don't use the thinly veiled, uh, people say that you're a little insensitive. That That's not actionable. It doesn't help. And then if you're challenged on that, uh, which happens, right? If you're challenged on that feedback, are you ready to pull out those examples? And if you're not prepared on with, you know, as we mentioned on number six, and you're using third person feedback, you're going to struggle to uh, have a valuable conversation and make it something they can actually take something away from. Well, if you're struggling to understand what the duct tape analogy is, that's the oh, duct tape. You know, that is the duct the, tape. The group is saying, and it really is uh, a shield or a defense mechanism to, to the person that really can't give the feedback or doesn't give the feedback. And, and I would say that that person probably doesn't care about you. They're really wor- more worried about themselves. They want you to like them more than they want you to learn from them. So be, be cautious if you're working for a leader that uses that t- type of uh, phrasing when they give you the feedback. The other thing that I would say there is if you don't have examples, don't don't tell the feedback. Um, to me, as a, as a person, it's very important that if someone is critical of me, that they tell me what it was I did so I can understand it. Again, I think I have the best of intentions 99.9% of the time. If you can't tell me when I acted this way you want me to fix, I'm never going to understand it because that was not the, my, the, my mind was not working that way when I did whatever it was those actions were. So it is important that you you share what you think and you feel and don't hide behind the, the shield of everyone else is saying this. Um be, be pretty direct about what you see. Yeah, that's that's a great example. And then eighth and finally is uh, limit your focus. Um, they say that you should never really cover more than a couple of issues in one session. You certainly don't want a, a laundry list of six things that you did poorly in a meeting or managed internally. And it makes that person feel like they're being attacked and it's demoralizing. So limit your feedback and focus it in on, I, for me, it's just, it's usually just one item. Now, if it's a meeting and we're trying to like surface best practices and how can we approve this or that? Well, it could be a few things, but if we're having a really sit down, tough conversation about feedback in, in a one-on-one, um, it don't have it more than a couple of issues. Otherwise you're going to dilute the, the intentions of the, of the meeting. 
from the make it regular section, one of my tips was that I do collect kind of items over the week. That that could be that could range from one item to ten items. But you'd be surprised. Most people don't just suck overall. Like they're not going to have all these inefficiencies and and bad things. Maybe one or two in the in the world. But in the grand scheme of things, those will have themes. And if you if you put those, if they're individual actions, and then you take that and say, man, we really need to work on your meeting prep or your meeting execution. And here's a, a training class. Here's a book. Here's a podcast. Here's something to help you with that. Um, you don't have to talk about every little thing, laptop open, heads down, responding to email. You can put those three or four things so they don't feel attacked into a category and then help them learn how to be better as it relates to that category. That is probably the best takeaway from this is that give help with specific, it shows that it shows that your feedback is, uh, is real and it's intentional and you care about them. And here is the plan and help let them contribute to what that plan is. So when we talked about receiving feedback and we talked about a follow-up meeting, that's that's the number one takeaway I think from this is get, is not only just share the feedback, it's the hey instead of hacking away on your laptop, buy an expense one of those pens for your iPad. It's uh, and that's I know that's kind of a silly example of course, but but give very specific feedback on what they can do to improve how you're going to help them, how you're going to monitor and evaluate the progress on it. And again, we're talking about kind of an extreme example when we talk about this, but maybe it's even, hey, your kickoff meeting lacked a little confidence, but you're phenomenal at delivering content. So I'm not concerned about your uh, your ability to understand what our message is, but your delivery lacked a little bit of confidence. So how about you and I uh, you've got a big meeting coming up next Thursday. Why don't we set some time on Wednesday, this Wednesday, to to have you deliver it to me? And then let's let's talk it through a little bit. And then now it's not like attacking. Your delivery sucked. You know, well, that's extreme, of course. But your delivery was was not confident. And they're, they're like, man, oh, I felt like I nailed it. I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know what to do with that. But it's not good, clearly. If you if you invest with them, uh, I think the the relationship will do nothing but improve. Yeah, two two resounding themes in those last couple of bullets for us is one be be really specific, and, and then uh, the focus on that feedback, and then the second part of that would be giving them a path forward. Right, you use an example of let's meet on Wednesday and try it again. Uh, I use an example of providing some sort of training or gift as it relates to a. a, a a, a podcast or something, a book. Um, it, it's important that you help guide them. Uh, I've been gifted a lot of books and ideas and ways to improve. You can't just say you suck and then walk away. I mean, your job is to teach and to make them better. And while the every manager's got more work than they can possibly handle and do, and they, they have a hard time breaking this time down to help coach and, and make people better, it is your job, right? And if you can't have time for that, you really need to raise – the white flag with your leadership team and say, I need some help. Love it. Well, with that, Bobby, we're going to wrap up the series. Thanks everyone for listening. The first part of the series, if you didn't catch it was how to receive feedback. The second part today was all about how to give feedback. We'd love your feedback on the series itself. If you've got some tips or tricks, we'd love to hear from you on those. And if your feedback to us is that we have delivered a great podcast, we would love for you to go rate us on iTunes that helps us kind of continue to get the word out about the Texel show. 
our listenership has continued to grow and grow. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to the Textel Show. Average is the enemy. Average sucks. Have a great week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show. Subscribe to our email list at www.techsaleshow.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Tech Sales Show. Until next week, average is the enemy.